what it is. Oh, you weren't ready, were you? I'm sorry. I am so ready. We're starting. Let's do it. Okay. I'm already recording. <laughs> <laughs> so, another strange beginning? Yep. Is it? I'm just, it's becoming the thing. If we were so inclined, we could edit that out and have a, a nice, smooth, professional Hey, thing. man, we're real. That's right. <laughs> uh, but you know what I realized last week is that um, 10 minutes is not a very long time. No, it is not. So let's get into it. Right. Um, so we are... We found out just, you know, in the previous thing... Well, we had to add 10 a, minutes on a, because a we... Half an hour wasn't a very long time either. True that. So. so we are uh, kind of transitioning from the end of Luke 20 into 21 here this week. Mm-hmm. Um, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, I mean, you literally, literally just mentioned this to me. Um, again, a lot of this is about uh, perception and reality. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so let's let's get into it. Yeah, all the way through this, as we go from uh, from this portion of Luke twenty through twenty one, all the way up until the beginning of chapter twenty two, when Judas betrays Jesus or agrees to betray well, Jesus. That's coming up. It is. We're getting you know we're getting down to the last couple of chapters. We got you know after after this uh, chapter twenty one that we're in now, which will take us a couple of weeks. Then we're looking at. Um, three more chapters left yeah. in Luke. Seems like it. Luke's been a journey. Yeah, it has been. And, you know, we could spend the rest of the year on those three chapters and we very we well might. We very well <laughs> might, yeah. Because it'll actually be a lot of work to try and squeeze it in right, uh, right. before we get to Advent stuff. But mm-hmm. anyhow, um, we see this idea, even, even as we get past the passage we're looking at today into the signs of the end of the age, there's Jesus is cautioning them against being fooled by what they see mm-hmm. and so that's kind of the the focus that we see here um, as you know he's just dealt with the Sadducees and their perception of reality as they throw out their ridiculous bait question about marriage and the resurrection and he addresses the reality of marriage and the reality of resurrection and the reality of authority and the reality of Christ and, and why these things are not necessarily what it looks like to you or what you've conceived in your mind, but what actually is, not what seems mm-hmm, to be. Mm-hmm. So um, then after doing that same thing with his own identity, you know, why why is Messiah called the son of David? David's calling him Lord. How would he call him Lord if he's his son? There's something bigger afoot. Then he goes into recognizing that the um, that the uh, teachers of the law may not be what they look like. And so he cautions them, beware of this outward appearance that isn't what it is on the inside. And then we see this picture of, of a widow putting her offering in, and Jesus notices that as he sees also at the same time the rich people putting their money in the temple treasure. And he doesn't condemn the rich people. It's not that right. kind of thing at all. But... He knows our tendency, and I, and I, man, I see this in, you know, newspaper stories or press releases. You know, we see these big donations. Somebody writes a big check to a to a charity organization or to a church, and we somehow assess that as more important than the smaller gifts, which is specifically and expressly forbidden by James. It's expressly forbidden uh, in the Book of Acts, as we see how people treat others differently, mm-hmm. and and even in in um, colonial New England, as the churches here, and I assume it was the same in Europe, I haven't looked to, to 
confirm that. But the churches would, um, they would basically sell or rent seats in the church. Mm. So they were kind of boxes at that time, which helped cut down the draft. And, you know, they didn't have the um, climate control that we have now. Right. So you can imagine different things that would, would go on in, in New England during the winter or the summer. So you, you have all these individual boxes, basically, and you'd buy or rent them for your family to sit here. And then you have the balcony, or, or, or you'd have these back rows and, and standing room places that people could come into, but they didn't get the seats. Hmm. And if you paid enough money, then you could get into these nicer things. Wow. And so the poor people and black people, and so they would be in the balconies, they'd be in the standing room places. That's so obviously, not, you know, as we look at it now, that's so obviously not what the Scripture teaches. Right. And yet the reason the Scripture teaches it is because... People were doing it then, and we and do people similar are doing things it now. now. Yeah, we may not absolutely. rent seats out, but we absolutely have a. a we're, we tend to be respecters of persons when somebody mm-hmm. has a certain status, mm-hmm. a celebrity or whatever. If you know, if some movie star shows up at church, we're gonna you know usher them down front. We want right. to make sure that we give them special treatment. Right. Let's make sure we take care of things. I've heard people say, you know, in other settings, thankfully not here, we're not part of a denomination, but you have a denominational leader coming to visit, some important person coming to visit, let's make sure everything's extra good. Well, wait a minute. Why not make sure things are extra good all the time? That, that's, if we're doing that, we're missing the point. And that's kind of what Jesus is getting at here. And so then the, uh, it's interesting that right after these pictures, um, in verse 5, we see that, that some of the disciples are remarking about how the temple is adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. They're seeing this external beauty, and they're just taken by it. Mm-hmm. And Jesus seems to very nonchalantly say, As for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. He constantly has this focus, this emphasis on not what you see, but what actually is real, what's beyond. The unseen is temporary, is, is eternal. The seen is temporary. Matthew 6, he talks about not worrying. Why are you stressing about these things? Your Heavenly Father knows your needs. Don't worry about that stuff. You're, you're dealing with all these things that you see that seem so urgent. And I'm telling you, there's a bigger thing going on here. And that's kind of what we see through this. Beware of those who appear to be pious and... Uh, you know, blessed by God and, and authoritative and dignified. They're not who you think they are. And he says here, they devour uh, widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. Such men will be punish, punished most severely. That doesn't mean that every rich person right. is bad. It doesn't mean that everybody who, you know, looks well put together can't be trusted. That's not at all what he's saying. Stop judging people based on those things. Either way. Either way. So then we see both things. That, you can't that, see it on the podcast, but I made like a little scale with my fingers. It's a brilliant gesture. <laughs> um, in the beginning of 21, verses 1 through 4, where we see this widow's offering, Jesus, after saying these things, looks up. He sees the rich people putting their gifts in the temple treasury. It's good that they are, mm-hmm. because many might not be. Mm-hmm. But he sees them putting their gifts in the temple treasury. Some have said, well, they shouldn't be showing people. with the, that's, It was a public thing. That's, right, that's it was observable point, right? by everybody. The widow does the same observable act that they do. That's not the point. That's not what he's getting to. He's not condemning them. 
But when everybody else sees them, you're bringing in the big check. She's dropping a couple of coins. Well, who's doing more for the church? Who's doing more And you for almost the get the, you can even kind of picture, I mean, I, they're not dropping in a check. I realize that. But, you know, maybe even like, hey, look how much I'm giving. Maybe, yeah. You know? Because I think people still do that today. And we, I mean, I think thing, they do. And I, I think if we're looking at that previous portion about the teachers of the law, he would specifically be saying that. Right. And some may be doing that here and some may not be. What? Because I don't think that's really the emphasis either. No, it's I don't not, either. It's not just that a, their giving is bad right, or right. false, although often it, it, it is. I'm not even saying it's false, just... Uh, we want to be noticed. Right, right. Well, and sometimes, I, you know, I, that's one of the reasons we don't pass a plate at church. Right, we right. have people put their offering in a box, partly because we see that that's what's happening at the temple. Right. But largely because we don't want anybody giving because the person next to them gave something. And if I don't give something, right, I'm going to look right. bad. We're, we're just asking for spiritual trouble. Right. And many have, have told me, I've had a number of, uh, of church leader type people say, you know, giving goes up by 12% if you pass a play. You know, you see you have an increase in your overall giving. I don't want it. Right. I want people to give be- between them and God. I want them to be able to give with a clear conscience and not because they're being coerced or because somebody else is doing it, but because that's where their heart is. They want to give to the Lord and we are the outlet that God has ordained. Mm-hmm. And so as we see this widow, she puts her stuff in, and Jesus is saying, forget about the appearance. You see those rich people. He doesn't have to point them out because he knows everybody's seeing them. You're going to overlook this widow. She's not that important. You know, She's clearly poor. poor. And, and for him to say what he's saying, she must be visibly poor. It must be observable right. at this point. Um, so as he singles her out, and I assume it's, a way where she doesn't hear them because she, he's not trying to make her feel right, bad. Right. Um, there's a difference in the way that's given. Mm-hmm. It's not the amount. It's where is your heart? Mm-hmm. She's giving sacrificially. So we'll probably end up spending a fair amount of time talking about this uh, to a certain extent in the sermon on Sunday. There's just a, there's this tendency that we have as humans to see the outside. Mm-hmm. And whether we're talking about resurrection and the end of the age and, and marriage, <clears throat> we see what we know. We see what we can observe with our five senses. Right. We, we think of everything through our own framework of what we can understand. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about bigger concepts that right. we can't understand. Right. And that's where Jesus is drawing our attention for understanding reality. We will stop it there. We've got obviously a lot to talk about and a lot to cover in this section. Um, so we seems will... like every time we open the Bible, we have a lot to talk about. Imagine that. Uh, so we uh, will get into that next week. Um, I'm sure we'll have even more after the uh, message on Sunday. So I hope. I always hope. I'm always hopeful for questions. Hoping for a voicemail. Hoping for a voicemail. In 2020, <laughs> that's my that's my New Year's resolution is to get a voicemail. There you go. And when we get to 5,000 listens, what are we going to do? We're going to give away at least one mug, there if not go. more. And they're all they're going to be fully black all the way around. That's right. That's an inside joke I keep saying. And you know because you're going to order them. I do know. I'm going <laughs> to order them. And they're going to be correct. Good. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time.